Well, good day, everybody, and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. And good morning. My name is Gerard Kunkel. I am the founder and managing partner of Next Media Partners. Hi, I'm Chris Bizarro, and I am a co-founder of Leap Media Group, LLC. All right. Well, uh, hey, guys, thanks for the uh, the introductions, and thanks for, for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, so... Obviously, I've known both of you for for many years um, in the industry, primarily, you know, on the cable side. I think over the years, but uh, you know, you're you you're in a lot of different uh, areas, you know, throughout the years and currently. So, um, I thought before we kind of go into some of the topics that we want to cover, maybe just give us you know a quick rundown for uh, Next Media Partners and also Leap Media Group and, and what you're focused on. So, you know, Gerard, we'll, we'll start with you and then hand it off to Chris. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks very much, Jeff. It's a real pleasure to see you again, to speak with you. Uh, yes, we've known each other for many years, mostly through the cable world. Okay. And my experience starts back in uh, design, actually. But I wound up in cable in the early 90s stayed in cable and technology for television ever since. And at Next Media Partners, we provide advisory and consulting services to cable operators, telcos, as well as technology companies. And I'll hand it over to Chris because we have just recently formed a partnership in this space. Right, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, certainly. Everyone, Chris Bizarro uh, and uh, Leap Media Group, we uh, focus on three areas of uh, television. One is uh, producing television shows, distributing television shows, and then third of uh, monetization of those shows, which may be in the form of a paid distribution or in uh, an ad sales monetization. And uh, I think that work uh, complements the, the deal that we did with Next Media Partners here is because um, consultancy and advisory is actually something that uh, Leap does not do and something that uh, personally Chris Pizarro does not do. So um, <laughs> the, fa the fact of to be able to, uh, to turn that work uh, over to the next media partners gang is, uh, is something that just really works well for both parties. Because as we were sitting down and talking about this, Jeff, we're like, you know, what is the common thread here? And it really is, you know, whether it's been my career of always looking for what's next in terms of ad products and monetization and for uh, Gerard and now uh, Next Media Partners to be able to help with what's next for companies in terms of, you know, they're at an inflection point and, and what sort of uh, products and services are they going to bring to market? Um, so both of us have actually been on a parallel path about um what's next. And uh, that's where we really found the, the common theme and also complementary uh, services to be able to bring to our shared clients. Right. So how did you guys actually come together, right? Because Chris, you were you know, most recently with the Canoe Joint Venture and uh, you, know, you were there for, uh, for several years. And I think the, the, the partnership that you announced was just a week or two ago. It wasn't very long ago. So how did that kind of come together? And, and what's the... Um, what are some of the priorities, I guess, in the early going? Yeah, certainly. So uh, 
I was uh, fortunate enough that uh, that Gerard's partner, uh, Chris Faulkner, uh, reached out to me after he uh, saw the announcement that I left Canoe. And uh, Chris and I had actually worked together launching uh, Canoe Set-Top Box VOD uh, at NBCU when Chris was at NBC. So we actually uh, successfully launched and monetized uh, Set-Top Box VOD together. And then uh, actually another uh, Next Media partner uh, in Patrick, uh, him and I had worked together in terms of uh, in, in cable operator land and what UIs uh, look like to access VOD. And, uh, and uh, they introduced me to Gerard, who's my new uh, now new best friend. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it really, it really was, uh, it was really uh, Chris reaching out after seeing that announcement uh, Jeff and us uh, sitting down and, and talking about how we can how we can uh, complement each other's services. Okay, and then Chris, yeah. one quick question: you were you were talking about distributing TV shows, monetizing monetizing TV shows. So when you're looking at that market, um, are you doing are you looking at shows for traditional pay TV? You know, distribution on all these fast channels, SVODs. Uh, all of the above? I mean, what's the, the focus, I guess? Yeah, um, uh, the focus is actually something that we called brand uh, engagement. And I we purposely do not call it brand entertainment. Um, it is really a mix of uh, entertaining programming, but there is absolutely a call to action uh, on behalf of the consumer. So it really is a mix of branded entertainment and um, uh, really direct response in a way. So for instance, we uh, have a show we produce with Expedia and it's about visiting Panama and it's a travel show. Uh, but very clearly every eight minutes, there is a call to action of go to Expedia.com slash Panama and book a trip to go to Panama. Right? So there's really this mix. Um, and well, we have a cooking show uh, that ran a couple weeks ago. In fact, now this coming weekend, we're running on uh, on Food Network and on Wii. Um, and there too, uh, it's a baking show, but every eight minutes, there is a clear break and a call to action to uh, order up uh, uh, Gemma's cookbooks um, and that sort of thing. So now, is there interactivity there or is it like, hey, call this number or kind of yeah, how, it's, how are it's you? Classic, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, great question. Um, it's classic um, uh, DR in the case of Expedia. It's go to your keyboard and, you know, are on your smartphone and type in Expedia.com slash Panama. And on for the baking show, there's actually a QR code uh, that's big up on the screen that you can scan in. So, okay. um, all right, uh, yeah, it's a, different it's a, options. All right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, Gerard, how you know how does this all kind of fit in then with Next Media Partners, right? I want to talk about, you know, you guys have been kind of tied in to some of the activity with all the the metaverse discussion and everything, but uh, right, yeah, kind of what's the the fit there from from your guys' side? This goes right back to what Chris said at the beginning of the conversation. Both organizations have been about next, and as Chris is working on the media side of the landscape working on how to bring brands out to uh, the masses through his solutions. We would very much like to take those same brands further out into the future with additional experiences. So we focus on the experience side. Now, granted, we have traditional consulting services for ad tech, 
but we see the convergence of ad tech and all of these enabling technologies used for the metaverse as where the marketplace goes. And it's interesting you bring up the word metaverse because that word has gotten tainted in the last few months. Yeah, Primarily I would because- say the, yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to kind of get your thoughts in terms of uh, uh, the, the direction of the uh, the term. Right, yeah, it does feel like That's right. a little bit of luster, you know, kind of off it right now. Absolutely. The, the bloom is off that rose. The luster is gone. It's tainted. Put whatever adjectives you want around that. It's not pretty at the moment. Yeah. But the underlying technologies that have made that all possible are extraordinary. So I think people need to separate the hype from the reality of the technology and take a look towards the future as to what these things can enable. And that's what we've been advising our clients on to make sure that they don't get lost in some of the headlines or the hyperbole being offered up by either pundits or uh, by those who are pushing a particular agenda. Uh, Now, when you look at Meta, they have a very clear agenda. They want to be in this space. They want to develop devices. They want to develop experiences. And now Apple has entered a similar fray, albeit it is different in that it is an XR experience Uh, which is focused primarily on AR. You can turn the dial and make it very much a VR experience, but they're leading out with AR. And now there are some people out there that are complaining about the price of this device and that it may not be as cool as they imagined in their mind in terms of wearing something on your head, but they're missing the point. And that is this early device is not going to be a mass market device. This is the beginning for Apple. This is something that developers can wrap their arms around and start creating experiences. And that's where we come in. That's where we help media companies understand what's the reality of today? What can they do over the next few years to get prepared for what will become a mass market solution? Right. Well, what do you, um, yeah, so what what is your first impression on that? I mean, it seems like, uh, like you said, it's kind of the start for Apple price point, you know, we kind of set that aside initially, maybe down the line, it can become more mass market if they can create a, a product that's competitive or low enough, you know, for more consumers. But um, I, I guess it feels like they, they it's pretty well thought out what they want to do. But uh, I guess your initial impressions, does this mean that there is going to be a market for this? Uh uh, yes, but I would not run out yeah. right now and mm-hmm. assume that you're going to build a company based upon an installed base that's going to be interesting in the next 12 to 24 months. Uh, if Apple sells hundreds of thousands of these devices in the next year, I consider that a success because it's probably going into the hands of creators, not into a mass market. But they did a lot of really great technology uh, advancements in this device. And at $3,500, yeah, not a mass market solution. But when they get that down under $1,000, now they can work with operators to deploy that device very similarly to the way they did with their iPhone. So that becomes quite an interesting play. And they can get there, not saying necessarily with all of the features that you see in the device they introduced the other day. But if you look at the branding, they've called it the Vision Pro. Very similar to Apple, sorry, very similar to Meta, what they did, they came out with the Quest, the Quest 2, then the Quest Pro. And the Quest Pro is a more expensive device. I think it came in at about $1,500 when they first introduced it. Not the every person machine. 
Um, I've got one here. We use it when we demonstrate uh, capabilities to, cons to customers. Uh, and I think that's what you're going to see in the Vision Pro for the next 12 months or so. But let's watch and see what Apple does for their next generation. Right. So you have a... Uh, now, are you going to go out and get one then? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, you got, I guess you got to know how it works, what, uh, how it can apply to, uh, uh, to your constituents, I guess. Right. Absolutely. This is yeah. how we advise our clients as to what they should be doing in this area. And I'm certainly not advising clients to go and make a big investment in applications for uh, Vision Pro, but I am certainly advising those in media and technology to dig in and get familiar because this is going to be an immersive experience uh, like none other. So right. you need to be there. Right. So for Chris, for the... Uh... The metaverse uh, as a uh, category or, you know, what uh, Apple's doing with the uh, mixed reality uh, format uh, with, with their new device. So how does that kind of connect into your world, right? Yeah, well, here's, I mean, Jeff, here's a perfect example of why this partnership works really well is because um, let's just take one of those, you know, those clients I, I previously mentioned. I'm working with them on a very specific product bringing it to market, having ad monetization around that, then there's there's things of, of you know, one of those shows could actually work well uh, in, an, in an XR or AI environment. But you know what? I, my work is just so focused on getting things out the door today to be able to say, you know what? I actually haven't thought about <laughs> the impact of these things on you. Um, that's why, you know, Mr. Klein, I recommend that you actually talk with Next Media Partners because they that is their job to dig deep. Uh, and then we will all work together on how your current experiences today, and maybe that is a TV show that's uh, you know up, up on a Saturday morning, how does that translate into the XR and AI environment? Uh, and then we can all collectively do that work together. So it it really is a good mixture of of uh, what I have in market today. And that's a perfect example of, okay, how can we collectively uh, expand that when our clients need to go there? Okay. And by the way, there's an inverse here, which is uh, great for us, which is the ability for us to work with our clients. And as they believe they're ready to start putting out an AR solution or an XR solution into the marketplace, right. we can point them over to Chris as a means of getting the word out that these applications are available. As we know, the marketing uh, capabilities uh, in the world today are vast, but the efficiency of television as a mass market messaging solution, fantastic. Combine that with the data capabilities of targeting those messages, let's say to people who have the devices already, and you want to make sure they understand what's available from our clients, Chris is a great outlet. Interesting. And then what is the um, kind of the temperature right now with Jared, with some of your clients and customers with respect to things like the metaverse and, and VR and AR and, and you know, what, what Apple is um, developing right now? Are they uh, kind of in the exploration stage and kind of going, well, let's just see what the capabilities are. What are the possibilities uh, before we invest a whole bunch into this? I mean, where do, where do they kind of fall right now? It's definitely in the experimental phase. And I think that's still appropriate for most companies. Uh, and the reason is the install base. Yeah. It's de minimis at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
But the capabilities of the platform are such that not only will there be direct opportunities in this space, it's unclear what's going to spin out of this space. So lest you not be there, you may miss that opportunity to catch something that happens here. For instance, AI, as we know from ChatGPT, popped up as a great hot item in the marketplace. And it's really tremendous capabilities. We've been advising some of our clients on the combination of AI plus XR technologies, such that you can have brand ambassadors, uh, customer support, uh, catalog search done with a conversational AI in a metaverse experience. I call it metaverse-like experience on a phone, on a PC, on a headset, and that is cross-platform. That doesn't have to wait for the distribution of XR devices. That could be done today. And that all came about because one of our clients asked the question about a year and a half ago, hey, can you help us get an AI solution into our language model such that we can provide a luxury brand goods provider an integrated support system that operates in the metaverse? We would not have come up with this integrated solution had we not been playing around in the metaverse in the first place and got introduced to that conversation. So that's why I believe companies should be involved, at least with a toe in the water. Okay, great. Well, I guess, yeah, it's definitely early days. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see where it goes from here. I guess the fact that, uh, you know, Apple is getting into the mix in their own way with kind of this mixed reality format, um, you know, the kind of planting their flag. And I guess we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. And then, Chris, I guess one last question, right? I'm just kind of get your thoughts on the uh, the advertising and kind of ad tech market, right? You were at Canoe for for a while and um, very focused on ad-supported VOD on the set-top box, you know, eventually cross-platform. Uh, you know, I don't, I can't remember where where targeting and, and uh, addressability kind of fell in there, but I was kind of curious to kind of get your thoughts on kind of what what's going to be the next big big thing in advanced advertising that's on the horizon here. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly right now, Jeff. Uh, the, the market is, uh, as, as most people probably know, is a bit of a mess right now. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. sort of the Humpty Dumpty was a nice uh, whole egg and he was up on a wall and he was doing just fine. And then he kind of fell off and there was a fragmentation of, of just all over the place now. And, and so people are really trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Uh, but he actually needs to be better than he was before. So you now have uh, you know, fragmentation of digital pieces. Those people need to learn some of the ways of linear. There is some linear fragmentation that's on the ground that, you know, is getting put back together. Uh, and frankly, those people need to learn about the digital world a little bit. So you really have both these worlds coming back together now, uh, trying to put the pieces back together. And there's a little bit of what each other does in the other. And ultimately what this what this is for an advertiser is they will be able to get the power and the scale and reach of TV and to have the digital data capabilities that come from the digital side. So, yeah. you know, we're really putting Humpty Dumpty, you know, uh, building back better. Um, but uh, it's still a little messy right now. And quite frankly, uh, here again is uh, there's a certain amount that I can do to help my clients with uh, ad revenues uh, against those, you know, basically those fragmented pieces. 
but it really is folks like uh, like Next Media Partners who can really talk to uh, my clients about uh, really putting those pieces back together uh, in a sustainable way with a strategy uh, and all of that. So again, that's why I think the the complement works well. Yeah, um, when you say when you talk about that, it just sounds there's a lot of parallels with just what's going on in video and pay TV in general, right? There's a lot oh, of oh, a lot of fragmentation, yeah. and now there's all this discussion about oh, we gotta we gotta rebundle, we gotta bring it back together, and and like you said, maybe try to make it better than it was before. It was all blown up into a million different pieces. Yeah, and and I, you know we've always had this idea of there was always subscription VOD, right? You had HBO 20, 30 years ago and you had ad supported uh, Turner networks years ago, right? So the, the pieces have always been there, but those things always operated separately. Well, now because of technology and getting put back together, there is now just one big ball of wax at NBC and one big ball of wax at Paramount and one big, you know, um, and that's where now you start to see the consolidation and the layoffs and, you know, who's, uh, so it, it is a bit of a mess right now, but there, well, I, I think majority of folks can, can see where it's all going, can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but certainly a lot of, a lot of people I'm talking to, um, they still need a lot of help putting it back together again, whether that's, you know, technically with me alone or on a strategic level uh, with Gerard and his folks, uh, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of people who uh, who have a lot of questions right now. So okay. collectively, I think we can help them. All right, great. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Um, you know, good luck with the partnership moving forward. But I think that's where we're going to leave it uh, for today. So uh, Gerard and Chris, thanks for joining me here on the podcast and getting everybody up to speed. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah thanks, too. Jeff. Sure thing. Thanks, guys. Thank you.